Before we get into silly goose time, I do want to just... I know sometimes we don't really talk about what we're smoking or we casually gloss over, but this is a big deal. So today we're smoking the brand new La Varida. La Vareda. Varida. From Crown Heads. Um, this is unreleased yet, or it's like on its way. I'm, I think it ships in the fall or the next month or so. Uh, but this is, this is a big change in the Crown Heads dynamic. A big change in their style and their costs in their manufacturing process. This is a, a collaboration, not a collaboration. They, this is made in the Ernesto Perez Carrillo factory, but it actually was, you know, him and John worked very closely on this. Essentially, John wanted a cigar that was similar in its profile and its experience to the original El Rico Habano, which was mm-hmm. one of my favorites from Ernesto back in the day. And they went back and forth on the style of the blend, on the style of the packaging, and then they, they what they perfected was a much higher-end aged cigar, and then the style of the packaging and the logo is very much not in your typical crown heads, Americana, you know, bright colors. It's actually very, what I call like modern traditional um, it very much is in the vein of like a modern day Cuban Cohiba, like the limited edition Cohibas. Simple yet elegant, touches of modern, touches of, of traditional in there, the gold and the black. I mean, even the footband, it's not the typical like gold footband that we just see with, you know, crown heads written on it. It's even, you know, black. It has the, the dots that are kind of similar to like a Cohiba. So it was very much made in, in the homage of that. Um, but... It's it's a big deal for Crown Heads because of the process in making it. So it uses a Yalapa wrapper and then a mixture of Nicaraguan and Dominican tobaccos. I believe the wrapper is a shade-grown Yalapa, and I think it's four years old. And then, you know, your typical Crown Heads cigar on the low end, $10, on the high end, 13 You know, nothing crazy. You know, like Mil Dias is in that, like, $12 range, I want to say. Like, between 9 and 12 depending on the size. This is coming at, I think the smallest size is, like, 1850 or something. So he's, he's entering that much higher-end market that we've seen other companies uh, really push into recently, like, yeah. you know, Ferriotego and Placencia. You know, a, an area that was usually held for, like, just some Fuentes... Padrone and Davidoff is we're starting to see this emerging middle market, which is really cool to see. The smallest size you were right there, eighteen forty. The largest size is twenty one eighty. Yeah, per, so per is, stick, and it's boxes of twenty. This um, is a departure for him. Why do you think style. he went this route? I think he wanted to try something new. That's also a market that like has proven successful. I mean, people are buying the Elegancias and they're buying the Amafuertes. Um, I think that the cigar industry, and we've talked about this from a retail end, are just customers have just been so conditioned, particularly it's really started in the 90s, but has unfortunately kept going to just like look at the cheapest thing. What's the cheapest thing I can get? Where's the best deal? I want deals. I want cheap. I want deals. I want cheap. But there is a burgeoning demographic, um, which I think kind of falls into our age range, or at least our preference of people who are willing to pay for quality. Um, I think you can see that across a lot of different industries these days. I mean, I always go back to the beer industry. Yeah. People are willing to pay more for a dogfish head 120 than they are, you know, one of the one dogfish head 120 bottle 
costs more than like a 30 rack of Coors Light yeah. or something like that. They, so they are willing to pay more for uh, quality. And not that the other Crown Heads aren't quality. I mean, Mil Diaz is, you know, exceptional. Like Mother Church is one of the best yeah. cigars I've ever smoked. So, but there is a different, like you do hit a different realm when you go up here. And I even know that he is limited, like the amount of rollers who can do it because he just wanted to focus on quality. You know, there's been some discussion on the internet about whether that's a smart enough, that's a smart yeah. practice. I think it is because I think the less you have to do in a day, the better you can do it. You know, if you only got to roll a hundred as opposed to four hundred, you could take a little more it's, time with yeah. that hundred. You always equate it to beers. I feel like I equate a lot of stuff to movies. You know, why do you think? if there's a pinnacle scene in a TV show or movie, why they spend weeks upon maybe months shooting this one particular scene. Right. You want to spend as much time as possible focusing on it. So it, you get it right. You know? So you see if you know, that's totally understandable from that standpoint. Do you think he's also, I don't know if this, how I'm phrasing it would be the correct way to phrase it. He's earned the right to, maybe price something of this quality and that price range. Yeah. I mean, more I so think like he's, he's kind of right paid to, his dues yeah, and like yeah, now right. he wants to, and it, this is like you, you've been saying for the last few weeks, this is totally different than any other crown heads cigar experience you may be having or smoking right from the band, from the, from the price point, from, I guess the tobacco, not the tobaccos really, but it's different. So why not, why not, you know, yeah, just, Kind of take a take a shot in the dark with it and see. Yeah, I mean, I think. Well, here's the thing: is John could have released something like this, like as his first cigar. You oh, know, okay. if you if, it, if you make a good cigar, even if it's expensive, if you, if you make it and market it good, you know, or well, it will sell. Um, but I just think that that wasn't John's goal. I don't think he ever, you know, at, at, at you know, for most of the career, he's like, we don't need to, you know, we can make excellent cigars at this price range, get them out to more people. This was kind of where our our nook was. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is a departure from that, but through these first few puffs, I mean, it's, it's paying off. First of all, I will say I love the packaging. Yes. That's the first thing only because I've just started smoking it and this is my first time smoking it, but the packaging is, is great. I told him that from the beginning. I'm like, it is, you know, I hate very traditional, like old style packaging. Um, but he, his, his modern take on that, which he knew John was going to do. He's not going to just throw something together. Um, and the, the, emotions it evokes of those new like you know Cohiba Bahikes and anniversarios like that that style that has become really popular um I think is awesome in terms of the blend and the and the tasting notes right now it's very smooth it's got a little bit of a nuttiness to it like an undertone of like nuttiness which I'm assuming would come from the Dominican that's in the filler and then I'm getting a little of that tobacco sweetness off of that Yalapa wrapper which I really enjoy but We'll have more of a, you know, kind of review of this thing the more we smoke it. Mm -hmm. I do want to give you guys an, like our honest opinion of it. And I know John is going to want an honest opinion of it. Um, if it's not a good opinion, we'll just delete this episode and we'll review it tomorrow. But uh, I, I think we're going to be in good hands here. Uh, what, how are you liking it? I'm enjoying it so far. Um, like I said, I've only barely cracked the first third. I'm kind of enthralled by the the band itself too it's it's catching it's very um and i love the foot band too i i, I ripped it off because i had to light it the foot band i love you know that was good my um, worry is that this is going to be a success for him and then he's gonna make a lot of cigars in this range i'm like oh you're killing my wallet here johnny boy killing me 
I could see him. I could see him uh, going back and forth. You know, oh, making yeah, a very uh, you know a, a price point cigar for his for the customers who may not want to you know spend that much or pro- you know straight up just can't afford it. Um, but I think this brings in obviously new clientele, honestly, because like you say, you know, a lot of people who some of some people I know, some of my friends, they always equate really expensive things, not even just cigars, to being the best, right? Right. And it's and it's not necessarily that, you know, all the time per se, you know. Um, I feel like with something like this, it, the price point's a little bit higher. But you're gonna get like a really, really good cigar. I well, could just only imagine. I could just, uh, you know, maybe I'm speaking too soon. But like, I just think, based on his catalog, like, what you know, you're not gonna be disappointed. Yeah, it's actually funny you mentioned that. I just, cause I had seen it a while ago, but I just saw a thing on Instagram about when uh, Payless did that pop-up store where yeah. they basically took all their Payless shoes because I don't think they're they're not branded as like Payless, like they don't no. have like a Payless logo. They took all the shoes they sell in Payless for like thirty dollars. And they built a pop-up store in a mall, and it was called, like, Polisi. Like, they made it, like, Italian. And then they charged, like, same shoes they put up there, but they made it, like, this elegant-looking modern store. And they sold everything for, like, 300 and they, like, had a guy in there telling people about the shoes. And people were buying them left and right. Yeah. And then they would, like, interview him afterwards. Like, oh, what do you think about this new brand? Like, oh, you could tell it's quality and this and yeah. that. And, like, what would you say if I told you that these are twenty nine ninety nine from Payless? And a lot of people were like, oh, well, uh, I guess I got to yeah, go to Payless more. Exactly. It's like, no, you got yeah. fooled by, by this. And I think that's also the problem with uh, influencer culture is that like everyone's, oh, you got to go to this restaurant in the village. You got to go. Oh, everyone says you got to go. And then you go there and it's like, well, here's the thing. If I say I don't like it now, I could be seen like, you know, I'm just going against the trend. Yeah. You know, it's like um, the one Italian restaurant that me and sausage peppers have been dying to go to is called Carbone. Oh, yes. It's like legendary, legendary. And I want to go there for like a bucket list item, but... I know that there's 15 other Italian restaurants easier to get into in the city and probably a little less expensive where the quality of the meal and the experience will be just as good, if not better. Um, You get to a certain level with, I think, food um, and cigars to a degree, too, but definitely with food where it's like, okay, like I like you'd be hard pressed to find a place that makes a better steak than like Smith and Walensky. But, like, there's places that are much harder to get into and charge way more. Yeah. Like, uh, who's the, the the Salt Bay? Like, he had, his steaks are, like, $200. Yeah, well, and and that I'm like, was dude, all based yeah. off of, like, you just said, influential, yeah. uh, influence culture. Yeah, I'm like, dude, there's no way this steak is better than Smith & Yeah, I mean, I think it's... I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to think when we were younger, like, what was the... I'm When I say younger, I mean, like high, like, high school going into college... Was that culture really even there? Like, what I mean, was the was th- what was the thing to like Abercrombie. have? Yeah, like, I mean that, I, those kind of clothes, Abercrombie. That I'm thinking more too, like iPhones, iPhones. Oh, oh yeah, or like, any any smart razor, phone, yeah, razor it, it, sidekicks. Those were the thing. Oh, you don't have this, you don't have that. Blackberry. High school was PS3 or PS2. I think PS2. I think. What's out right now? PS5 or PS4? PS5 is out, I think. So then it was probably PS3. Yeah, because PS3 and Xbox 360 probably came out in like high school. I got got my 360 in 2005. Yeah, so. Yeah. 
whatever equate to that. I was always but one console behind because I kid about my yeah, plus. I had my 360 forever until like two, three years ago, honestly. It still worked. I mean, me and Pete played it for a Did while. It, yeah. A kid on my bus, I remember when I was like a sophomore, he was a freshman, but he was buying a 360. So I bought his regular Xbox because I only had like an N64. I bought his regular Xbox and like Halo and a controller for like 150 bucks, he gave it to me. Oh wow! Which was now thinking about that was a great deal. Yeah. Um. So I was always one. So like right now, I'm like I still use like Xbox One. Yeah. So I'm always like one. And when they, when they're getting ready to release the next Xbox, I'll uh. go buy whatever <laughs> yeah. this one is. But no, I don't think we <laughs> lived in a time where social media obviously was was influencing. Uh, most of us to go try this thing, go to this restaurant, go to this experience. No, it was all about um, like in school, like you, you just saw like, he wasn't, they were influencers without knowing it. It was just mm-hmm. like the cool kid who like talked to girls. What was he wearing? Yeah. What music was he listening to? Yeah. What phone did he have? Uh, he's, in, he's letting us to come to his, come to their party. Yeah, and stuff like, like that, that was yeah, the, yeah. that was the influencer before yeah. the influencer. Yeah. But no, I mean, I think we do, based a lot of things off like i think some people base their personalities off of like what they do see on online you know I, of course i would like to try a restaurant here and there but then you in my mind i'm like oh wait it's going to be jam-packed because it's gotten right hundreds of thousands of views on instagram we're not the only one that's seeing it i personally think maybe um certain parts of like i my family lives my grandparents live in maine and i feel like portland maine has become like a destination spot you just hear it now, or just Maine in general. Um, where I grew up, I grew up on uh, Lake Apacon in New Jersey. And it's like people have, p- people I, I didn't go to high school with will be like, so what's there to do on Lake Apacon? Like, I just see it on like best things to do in New Jersey. I was like, you might not, like, I have an affinity for it because I grew up there. That's more nostalgic for me. But like, there's, for me in Lake Apacon area, there's one just, Area of restaurants, but like it's not like <laughs> there's not a bunch of activities to do. Right. So I think sometimes that could be the harm in in that as well. Like, oh, you know, there's these activities to do, but when you find out there's really nothing to do, then you're going to be kind of like displeased or yeah. Or sometimes unhappy. a nice place is a place that's like it's just nice. It's not nice because it has 14 bars yeah, and an olive yeah. oil shop. Yeah, it's like yeah. just nice. It's like oh, you get to sit here and it's nice. Yeah, just have a beer out on the on their outside patio, and that's yeah. that. Some people want you know an experience of going on a boat and doing this and doing that. No, they don't have that. You need to get your boating license. You know, like, right. So, I was talking about this when we were going on the shore uh, the other day as I'm like, when did this start? Because I went down the shore as a kid, uh, like to Wildwood and everything. And dude, this was eight 30 on Saturday morning. And it took us two hours to get there. There was so much traffic. And I'm like, I feel like when we were younger, like right before high school, there wasn't, it wasn't this bad, but then I feel like, I feel like our parents were like the first generation yep. who like went down the shore a lot that maybe yep. they bought My some stepdad and his buddies, they're so all then, 60, yeah. they went and then they, yeah. they, they all brought their kids, which is like, a, and now yeah. they're bringing it, so it's yeah. like, so now it's like, like dude, the beach was insanely packed. Yeah. Not once in my childhood did I ever see a beach that packed. It was crazy. But all these cool things that like, you used to do and it was like a cute thing when you were younger, 
now everyone like you know even pumpkin picking or like apple picking or like going to a winery my dad used to bring us pumpkin picking all the time i don't ever remember it being packed now you can't even find a parking spot at these because now everyone's there and they want to take a picture of their kid yeah like with the pumpkin or like oh look i put a little little, our parents brought us for like to legit experience it i don't know if our generation get out there and pick yeah our generation's bringing it for a photo shoot matching flannels and all that all that garbage honestly um, but I think what made the Jersey Shore popular was the show. Yeah. I, I think that really had an affinity of like, all right, I was 21 when that show came out or something yeah, like I, that. I was, so like, I was like 18, 19. So then you had people who were 10 years younger than me, 10, 11, 12, 13. When they get older, oh, I want to do this because I love I love uh, Snooki. Uh, yeah. Whatever her name is. Snooki, Joao. Yeah. I want to I wanna go to their restaurant. I want to do that. Like It's become like a landmark destination. Much like people... I did this too with my buddy from Florida. We drove to the Sopranos house and took a selfie. And I'm like, yeah. I never thought I would do that in my life. Right. But when people are, you know, you're not used to it. People just want to do that. Yeah, And it's, it's you crazy know? how so. culture can like turn, so, you know, like the Jersey shore, everyone wanted like, like karma became like the club. Yeah. I've been to karma a couple of times. It's garbage. Yeah. <laughs> it's I don't a think I've garbage ever been, place where they give you a big bowl of booze. Mm-hmm. It's, dirty like people are there with like no shirts it's like a trashy club but because they went there now it was for like years it was like all of a sudden there was like a huge line to like get into karma i don't even think it's there anymore i think it might have been torn down one one of the two places they went to in seaside is not there anymore but that's what i can't say when they're like these things that were just like fun for your childhood oh like you would go to uh, like the what's the place in season? Like the Four Brothers Pizza. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. And it wasn't necessarily like great pizza, but it had like really big slices, mm-hmm. and it was just like a thing you would grab like in the afternoon. Then they went there, and now everyone's like, oh, "Gotta go to Four Brothers. Look at us at Four Brothers." And I'm like, "You're you're ruining it. Yeah. You you ruining it by making it something that it's not. I it's agree. not yeah. the Eiffel Tower. The the charm and the reason that you're supposed to like it." is not what you're doing. It's supposed to be like this simple, oh yeah, you would just go here and then you would go grab a slice over there and then you go back yeah. to the beach. Maybe later on you take a nap and then you go to, you know, DJs for a couple of drinks yeah. and then, you know, you, uh, Calamar. Yeah. And now that's like, that's like the the Instagram plan. Like, oh, I'm going to do these things yeah. in this order. And like, you're, you're not you're going down it. to just, you're not going down, I guess, just to, to hang out and have a good time. You know, um, my sister recently came back up to visit and she brought her friend, to uh, the Met, and my sister the was Mets like, "Suck this year, they, they're terrible." My sister was like, "Chris, you wouldn't believe that the Met was like being at Disney. You could not walk around it." And a part of me was thinking, like, "Are people going there just to be like, hey, I'm at the Met? I'm gonna take, yep. Like, are you going to appreciate it, or are you no. going to just take a picture to show people that you appreciated it?" Because I went to the Met a bunch throughout high school, into college, and even to my early twenties, because it's my favorite museum. And it was very like there was like a lot of people there, yeah, but it was but it very like, like it was very like yeah. you can you can move very, around, and, take yeah. your time looking at something. Yeah. But I haven't been there in a couple of years. If she's saying it's that now, yeah, she was saying it. Even her, Broadway her, is like a thing now, where like you know, Deb lived in the city, and she's she just used to get like last minute tickets and go all the time. We're trying to go see Book of Mormon. Nice. I think it might be coming off soon. But now it's like like I think Hamilton. Like there's always like a catalyst. Yeah, Hamilton yeah. was the catalyst that like. Like my sister used to take me because she was like into theater, so I saw like Rent with the original cast. Oh, I nice. saw Sweeney Todd. So did Jess. Jess I saw yeah. Spam a lot. But now it's like got to got to take a picture of my playbill. Got yeah. to take a picture of the playbill, yeah. and I got to put it on my Instagram story. I'm like, that's not 
what it is. Or like, oh, some guy that was in Glee is like an... Well, that's how a lot of sports in yeah. New York are. Like, I, the last few Knicks games I've been to, I've sat next to nothing but tourists. Yeah, I I'm can't... not sitting next to fans. The fans are up there. Yeah. Right? They're by the Ewing jersey. Like, because I've they're going to go there. see 10 games this year, so yes. they're going to buy the cheapest tickets because exactly. they're just going to go but to a game. Jess was able to get some cheap tickets through her job. We sat pretty close, and I was around people who were – they just spoke different languages. They were clearly tourists from different different countries. They were going because it's it's the experience. Right. Madison Square Garden is the quote-unquote heart of the city, right? That's how they market it and all that. Of course they're going to go there, right? So – and it's eight, ten blocks away from Times Square, so I'm gonna go there. Then I'm gonna go walk up Times Square, and you know, I'm. It's it just I don't know. I know I sound like an old. No, sport, no sporting events. Well, sporting events have become the worst. No, but I just sound like an old, like grumpy man. No, but because we're not I think old. When you go, I we're know, not but like, old. That's the problem. We, we go. We because I, I think we were at a point where, and even anything in general, like I, I do think. Like I think, <laughs> certain things on social media, up play or like, what's the word? I'm looking for they make it look better than it really is you know and then like and i have certain friends i won't i won't say their names they're like disappointed when we go to these places and it's like what did you expect like their marketing team is made for it to show how good this place is and if you're not having a good experience that means the marketing worked perfectly but you're probably not gonna have a good experience because it's we gotta wait forever or like maybe the food you know because everyone wants to go to this one place and it might not be the experience that you're experiencing. Like, I don't think you have to go to a certain place and have to record it all. I think how what our parents did was, yeah, you know, we used to go down the shore. This place, like, it would be word of mouth essentially. Yeah. My dad must have been to well over two, three hundred pro- professional baseball games in his life. Wow. I want to say maybe there's like one picture of him at a, <laughs> at game. a game from yeah. a recent one, like with his grandson, and like yeah. that's the only. Re- like you don't yeah. stop it, and I know this. This I know what you're saying. This does sound like just oh stop stop taking pictures. But I'm like, but like, stop. I, but, I, but, I, but serious, like, like serious fun. Like I think you need to be more in the moment. Yeah. Now places you know? where like pictures, like if you're down the beach, like people take pictures of the beach, like on vacation, on vacate. But like, dude, at a Yankee a be- game or at a, at a, the the food ones. Now I take pictures of food that I cook sometimes, um, but the food ones where it's like, oh, I gotta take a picture. It's, it's, yeah. I'm like, dude, eat it. You're gonna. Shit it out later. Yeah. Like that's the process that you're that that you're about, yeah. that you're that you're yeah. photographing. You're that's, photographing the beginning of, of your bathroom. That's all Instagram was when I first got it. it. Was just food pictures. I thought I found that hilarious, you know. But I don't yeah, know how I mean, people have the balls to do like photo shoots, video, video, like out like people who do it at the gym. I'm sorry, I think you're terrible. I just think you're terrible. Photo shoots or photo videos? shoot or like when they have like the light and then the thing and then like you like I never seen it at a gym. But I have seen, like, you videos. see people all the time, like, yeah. videos of some girl or some guy, like, doing squat. I'm like, yeah. you're setting up a tripod and a light. And guess what? They get pissed if someone, like, walks. Like, if they're editing it later, like, this guy had to walk in the back. Yeah. Dude, you're it's a, a goddamn yeah. gym. Yeah. I know this is a very stereotypical argument we're having, but it's, it's really zapping the joy out of life. Because guess what? The people who are photographing it or videoing it for... You're actually not getting joy out of that. You yeah. think that the likes and the comments and the views is giving you joy. It's not. It's it's taking up something that's already missing from your heart. Yeah. Like you're just trying to fill that void. You know how like if you can just go to the gym and leave, that should make you feel good. That makes yeah. me feel incredible when I go to the gym, put in a hard workout, hit the sauna with Tall Ryan. Like 
the fact that you need to like, oh, well, people need to know I was here though. They need yeah. to know I was here. Yeah. No, there. I, I mean, ninety percent of the pictures I've taken with Deb, no one has ever seen. Ninety-nine percent of them, no one's ever seen. Yeah, well, I was at a, a, a anniversary party Saturday, and everyone was taking pictures of of Peyton, right? Because she was dancing, she was having a good time, and I, and I I wasn't because I was watching her. And I think one of my nieces was like, why aren't you filming? And I was like, well, you know, so-and-so, my brother-in-law, everyone was taking photos. I'll get that. But I want to sit here and watch, like, I want to yeah. sit here and watch her, like, smile. Because to me, I'm going to remember that more. Yes, I do take pictures of her and certain yeah. things like that. But I think I'm trying a lot harder to just be in the moment, especially when I go to concerts. My phone's in my pocket. Maybe, depending on who I'm seeing. Like, when I saw Robert Plant, I had to snap a few photos. Yeah. But other than that, I'm trying to be in the moment because I don't... I'm, I'm a tall guy. I don't want to be like this in front of someone, like, right. blocking their view. Like, how... I get really triggered when I see... Like, Jess will be on her phone, like, during trailers and movies. I'm like, you're not... Don't be that person. It's just the trailers. I was like... It's a part... It's the movie experience. I will say, you know? I, I do that not during... Tra I'll do it during the movie... But I'll do it to Google something about the movie. That's and I'm sure yeah. your screen isn't bright as no, hell. No, no, my, my screen yeah. is low anyway. <laughs> and I'm but sure I'll do you're it like, 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 like when but I I'm saw sure you're like this. Yeah, and I'm like this. You're not like this. I'm like, like, like wait, when was he? You? When was yeah. he born? Like, what's yeah, no, he that, like, I'll, that's I'll do that. fine, and I'll do that sometimes too. But yeah, I think it's just I think you know people just have to be connected all the time. And movies for me and concerts, you have like that's a disconnect. Do you have an age where you're gonna stop posting pictures of of your daughter? And I only asked because of this, because I had an interesting discussion with Sausage and Peppers this weekend, because like my sister posts the kid like all the time. And like when they're babies, I think it's fine. Yeah. But it's like, yeah, but you, she'll post a picture of like, like, oh, he had a tantrum today and now we're oh, I'm like, well, when well, that kid is 16, like that's thing, one, that's on social media. Like, don't yeah, put that out. Like one thing I'm going to. So uh, I think babies are fine because like, it's like yes, they're just there. Two, they're sitting there three, in a cute yeah. little thing. It's there's like a fine. there's a. A difference. Like I remember looking at photos my mom has, and there's a photo of me. It was Halloween of me in a cow costume. And this I'm, is remarkable. By yeah, way. sorry. I know no, it's random. Yeah. There's a photo of me sitting, like squatting, making a face. Right. And my mom's like, "Yeah, no, you were, you were, you were, you were, like, you were pooping in your diaper, essentially." Yeah. And we just thought it was funny. That's nowhere online, right? I would never post anything to embarrass my kid. If I have kids, never to really do that. I don't. You know, people make these videos of them having temper tantrums, stuff like that. I feel a little weird about that. You know, I'm very, my parents beat into my brain, like, be careful on what you post. In this was like when Facebook was at the height, like 10, 12 years ago, because they were also like, it could, it could damage your job. Now you yeah. look at James Gunn, Kevin Hart getting canceled for something they tweeted out 12 years ago. That plays into it too. I think if there's a moment with my kid that I like, I'll post it. I just I take a lot of photos of her, just because I I guess yeah. I'm just a very proud father. But I don't know if I really necessarily need to document every little thing. Maybe, you know, her first time playing a sport. Yeah, or it's doing like her, fir her first day at school. and It's like a picture that you know, I, I mean, but not I like she's covered in like barbecue no, sauce. No, no. And it's like no, I okay. I get really like choked up when I see father. You always see it fathers with their kids. They take like a second of video or like a day. I haven't done that, but like a picture a year to see might be pretty cool. Like for Peyton's first birthday, we have like a thing hanging up in our apartment now, like one month, two months, three months. See, month, that know? used to be the thing. That the thing was I'll like, do, you, or yeah. you did like the height on yes. like, on like in the, yes. in the if doorway. If we have a house, I would definitely do the height thing. But now I it's don't like, know. I photograph my kid every day for 10 years. I'm like, 
Yeah, I mean, that's that's not gonna screw them up psychologically yeah, at I mean, all. Yeah, and and another thing too, I'm gonna try my hardest. I know it's gonna be impossible. I see like you know these kids that are on their iPad. Like Derek jokes, he says his one daughter's like always on the iPad. I don't want my kid to be an iPad kid. You know, there's all these funny give memes about that or something like give that. Her, give her an abacus or like a <laughs> yeah. But like even when we're watching a movie, she's just sitting there playing with her toys. But like I see like when she gets very like. Oh, I was watching that on your phone and you turn it off, like give it back at, at one years old. Like I got to squash that. Cause I right. don't want, I don't want her to be so addicted to that, you know? Cause I, I wasn't a big gamer when I was younger and I don't, there's nothing against gaming. A lot of my friends in college were just gamers and like, Oh Chris, you never played this game. You never played that game. And I was never played it. Sonic three I, dates. Like, I would, no. <laughs> I would be like, Hey, I liked the, Shut up, I Steve. liked going out. Sonic and, Steve. <laughs> I like going out and seeing the sun. And Never heard would... of the Beatles, but the Sonic 3D, <laughs> that's, what, that's yeah. what irks him. Yeah. But no, like, um, yeah, I don't know. I just, I remember going out and playing all the time. Like, and there's t- certain times where you're in a group of people. I'm like, I don't, I never played video games. I didn't play that. I'm so, like, you kind of feel, for me, I'm kind of like, shit, did I have a childhood? But I look back, I'm like, no, I was outside, like, I had a basketball hoop and my friends would always come over. I'd, I'd go I out and see run these around. skills, man. You've been talking about hooping. The entire time I've known you, I never, I haven't seen you toss a layup, you know, do a crossover. We don't have a hoop here. Go get one. We got to go to the park one day after work. He wants to play, so if we put a hoop in the parking lot, can you show me your moves? Oh yeah, yeah. You think you take me one on one? Yeah. We'll see. Well, it depends. You on could how definitely you play. take me one on one. I think I could. But then I, I, I would, could take you for sure one on one. Yeah. See, that's why. That's why you think you're good. You look at me. I don't look like I played. And that's fine. Most Dude, most people like that. Steve like is so that. like vintage. He probably only knows like Bill Russell reels from like the sixties. <laughs> well, yeah. Right. I mean. Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Bill All Russell right. reels. Yeah. But no. Um. But anyway, I. I to, an- to answer your question, <laughs> everyone just doing like very nice shots. The Kareem hook. Yeah. The hook Kareem shot. hook. Um. Yeah. I don't. You said sausage and peppers is kind of like slowing down taking photos of, or no, they always no no posting at all no, no i mean no they have an instagram know, they have an instagram for their dog yep so does jess but no posting of the child whatsoever my one friend she if she posts a photo of her son he's not facing camera they put things over there yeah. I, that's their hey i'm i'm i can't crap on how you parent and i i understand that i just there's certain times she just looks you know she just looks adorable but my mom will take a bunch of photos yeah. and never post right because yeah. she just you know so yeah, I, I mean, gotta be honest. How many? And Alex, I'm guilty. Like I take photos when I'm out doing stuff, but at the end of the day, how many times are you looking at these photos? That's true. No, well, well right. you no, no. I don't mean no, for no, the no. Kid. I, I mean, mean in general. Like I take at the beach. I took a bunch of photos of like different things. I put one up of me and her. Like that was it. But, yeah. yeah. How many? How many but times? If you and Deborah taking photos, that, like I said, you guys would take a photo while you're watching a movie. That's probably just for you and her, right? Like yeah. that's a moment. Like you know. We're watching this. We're watching that. Like I think you you sent me a photo to show to Jess where you guys were watching Scream or something. Like that was cute. Like yeah. that's what that's what that's for, right? It's it's you know you look at our parents. I don't know how many you know photo albums your parents have. Oh, wow. This is our photo album, right? Mm-hmm. We can print them out and all that. Um, but it it's just it's it's crazy because like my mom is always like I don't get why everyone's always has to post everything, you know. And it's just that's how we. Grew I up, saw right? Billy Joel last year at Madison Square Garden. Did you even take a photo? Um, I don't remember. Maybe, yeah. I, uh, so I had, it was around June. I had just started seeing Devin. She liked Billy Joel. And there was one song that she really, that was like her favorite. I took like, like a 30 second clip of that. Yeah. There was a lady in front of me. I, I am, I am not joking. No hyperbole. 
she videotaped the entire concert on her phone. Like, that's not sat down, See, phone up, and record. And, and now, me and my brother were making comments the, that I, I hope to God when she got home, because she was like literally the row in front of us. I hope to God when she got home, she just heard two jabronis ruining. Like he would start the next song, and she would like get excited and like you know like yeah. put her phone closer. And me and him would just be like the two guys from the Muppets in the back, just be like, "Oh, you don't want to miss this one." Yeah, really. Oh, but, when are you ever gonna hear Piano Man again? Yeah, really. Yeah, you know? but like you're right. Like, when is, is she gonna go home now and watch that? The quality's not gonna be good. The now, quality's say, not gonna be good at all. I will say, Deb, and I, I, I think it's a, uh, it's a bunch of people have been. So she's really mad that she she hasn't gotten to see Taylor Swift because the tickets were just yeah. insane. So, but she's been living vicariously through like through, a bunch of people have been uh, posting on TikTok, like posting yeah. uh, like clips of her on TikTok. Um. But yeah, man, I, I guess that it, might be different because Taylor Swift is just. I'm going to tell over you, that's one of the things that I liked about when I saw the movie on Friday. I saw Oppenheimer. And you, like I said, usually I'm like checking my phone, but like for relevance, because I still have ADD. I'm like, oh, he said this thing about the mm-hmm. thing. Let me see. The- we sat in that theater for the three hours. Glued. And didn't move from the from the first like 10 minutes. It kind of like hooks you in like quick. And then did it three hours and did an hour and a half other movie. I'm checking. So I'm not like, not really Instagram, but I'm checking something or if, so, if somebody yeah. texts me, I'll look to see who texts me. I'm like, oh, I can get back to yeah. them later or, yeah. or I'll take hey, in a movie right now. But this one we and then when the when the credits started rolling and the lights came on, we just sat there like you saw it Saturday or Friday, Friday afternoon, Friday morning. Was it packed? It was a lot of people for a Friday morning, yeah. for a 10.30 on a Friday morning. Yeah. I will say this, though. The people walking into this theater were like me and my buddy, who I want to remain nameless because I don't know if he should have been at a movie at 10.30 on a Friday. Um, but we walked in looking like we do. And then there was guys who like looked like, like people who were going to see Oppenheimer. and they Dressed looked like, like Oppenheimer. Not right? dressed like Oppenheimer, but like dressed like people who were going to see Oppenheimer. Glasses. Like a cool shirt yeah. kind of thing, and then there were a bunch of blonde moms. There, were, there, I saw three sets of blonde mothers with children, multiple children, all wearing some form of pink shirt, and I'm like, I wonder what they're seeing. Yeah, right. But yeah. like at ten thirty, this was the crowd that was going into the to the Cinemark Theater. The only regret I have is that I wish I saw it in an IMAX. I, I wish I did. I saw that's, it. In that's, the, I'm gonna go see it. This upcoming Friday, would you recommend me seeing it? I haven't IMAX? seen it in IMAX, but I have to imagine. But if you're saying, yeah, I mean, because you know, what about Dolby were, Sound, like the Dolby Cinema so the, so I, I had it because I saw it at Cinemark, and it's like XD, which yeah. is a like bigger screen. But you know what I was disappointed about, and I'm and I'm like, ah, this is actually not to, you know, this is the problem I think with like how movies are still being run. Is I'm like, while the screen is bigger, the sound was the sound, no, and, and the sound was great. This will look better on a 65 inch OLED TV because it's still just like a projector. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. I, I guess it's projecting in high saying, def yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But I imagine in, a, in an IMAX at the 70, like oh, the 70 yeah. millimeter IMAX suit, which by the way, and Barstool brought this up this weekend, we have been hoodwinked and shanghaied our entire life. There's only 19 legitimate IMAX theaters in the entire country. And the one I've been going to my whole life is not one of them. 
there's only 19 IMAX theaters that show the legitimate seven, like 65 to 70 millimeter IMAX format. And the only one in this area is in New York City, or there's one in King of Prussia, Pennsylvania. The one I've been going to in Palisades is not a legit is IMAX. Not, like it's an IMAX. Like it's an IMAX theater, Knock but it's off, not yeah. one of the legit. Okay. Like it's 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 like you know registered with IMAX, but it's not one of the legitimate. Like will show in the purest form. Um, I think that one's still great though. I saw Avatar there. I shit my pants. Like it's still the way of the water. Yeah. No, no, the original. Oh, the original. The original oh, Avatar. yeah, yeah. And we had the glasses and everything. Oh, yes. like it was crazy. That so I showed really quickly. I showed my niece Avatar for the first time. Not this past weekend, the last weekend. And I was explaining to her, like, this this movie changed movie-going experience, I think. It did. Because it was 3D, real D. Like, it was, it, was, it was the first time where you could see it more than, like, in different versions. Remember people were getting, like, depressed? When? In, like, in, like, Korea, I think it was, like, it was, or Korea or maybe Japan. There was like a whole like thousands of kids were getting depressed like when they would leave Avatar because they're like oh, they're yeah. not in that world. Yes, anymore. yeah, I remember there was, that. There was yeah. like actual like a psychosis going. Yeah, on. and like Jess and I have a pretty big TV. I think a sixty-five inch TV, and then we finally bought a sound bar. So it was a pretty cool like rewatching that in, in, at my house, and I was just like, yeah, like seeing this in theater was like I'm happy I saw that in theater. Right. I wish I saw the way of the water in theater. I didn't get to. Yeah. But that's why I told Jess, like, I, we have to see Oppenheimer. Because this is, like, it. I think... It's his best storytelling, for sure. And so imagine you know, imagine all the visual aspects you get from... And, and you know what? Compared to Tenant, Interstellar, and Inception, the science in this is actually toned down. I thought, like, that middle part where they're actually talking about, you know, like when they're at Los Alamos. Yeah. They were going to, like, show you, like, the mathematics behind it. And it really wasn't about that, which I was surprised Good. by. Because so he always yeah. does that, like in Tenant or in Tenant confused me. And yeah. I thought I had Tenant figured out. Then I watched a recap video. I was like, I didn't. Yeah. And do you, you know, know this came from Tenant? At the wrap up of Tenant, Robert Pattinson gave him a book. Because like Tenant, I think a lot was a lot about like quantum physics. Yeah. So he gave him a book on Oppenheimer, and I think no one had wanted to like make a movie about Oppenheimer for a while. You have to ask Sydney when we were meeting earlier. She was like, This movie came from uh the butterfly effect of 9-11. Because it like connects to like I think Nancy Myers, Nancy Myers to Gerard. Oh Way. yeah, that was and like, I, and then was, Gerard Way was like, he, 9/11 happened. He was like, yeah, I'm done doing my nine to five. I'm gonna try and like I'm I'm gonna yeah, fall like, in nine, on music. 9/11 did My Chemical Romance. Yeah. And, like, my Chemical Romance did. I don't know what. Um, the vampires. Who were the vampires? Twilight. Twilight. And then I think Twilight did Fifty Shades of Grey. Yeah. So. And it's a trickle down butterfly yeah. effect. The only good thing we got about out of that, that was My Chemical Romance. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but no, I thought that was interesting. I didn't know Robert Pattinson. Yeah, told, like told him about Robert that. Pattinson. You know what? I, no, I think that because I say Robert Pattinson could have played a good Oppenheimer because he's a really good actor. I hear Killian Murphy. Killian just, Murphy is is. Uh, you think he's that, winning an Oscar for this, or is it too I hard to say? I don't know. Okay, but I think uh, unless something else came out that I don't know about, I think Robert Downey is a shoe in for best supporting. Yeah, because. He was who did he play? He played Louis Stra- Strauss, was right. how he pronounced it, who was the head of the Atomic Energy Commission, which doesn't sound like he's an important guy, but he's a very important. No, guy. I hear he's yeah, he's a very important guy. But dude, the like the backlog of actors, like I said, like Rami Malek had like two scenes for a total of like maybe a minute of dialogue, and he was excellent. 
he was truly excellent. I think that Josh Hartnett. Yeah, I heard he was really was good. Really, really good. Yeah. Kenneth Brana was really. Kenneth really Brana's good. in it. Yeah, as a, 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 a Dutch scientist that they that they get to help. But it was. I'm telling you. How was Florence Pugh? Oh, yeah. Forget about it. <laughs> Phenomenal. Everybody, everybody was. Honestly, if you I, for, had, I forgot Matt Damon's in it. If, if, I, like, I, I was, if I had to give a weakest link, I would say Matt Damon because he was great, but he was like Matt Damon with a mustache. Like he was, a, he was just a, like there a, was one line in the there was one line in the trailer. Was like, hey, by the way, don't blow shit up. Yeah, or like don't don't end the world. But he delivers it like he's in like a know, war movie. Yeah, it's <laughs> but not he, a war movie. He does your it's typical. Not, it's I told weird. I, it's a it's a if. It's not what I thought it would be, but if you, if I think about it now, knowing film like the way you do, if someone said, "Oh, Christopher Nolan is making a biopic," this is how he, exactly how he would do. Okay, it. yeah. So it's not a typical biopic, but I think this is his best movie yeah. by far. And I never yeah. want to take away from most film directors, you know, who are famous, who are on a lower level, lower level such as I. Christopher Nolan is in that category of a real cinephile who like really understands on how to make a perfect movie. Like right. Scorsese, this is, this is his Tarantino. most perfect movie. I always yeah, thought I'm the not struggle really well, with, okay, I'm sorry. No, sorry. I always have the struggle with Christopher Nolan, like Nolan and Cameron to me were like opposites of Scorsese and Tarantino. Yeah. And that character development was never their strong suit. And if you look at, with the exception of the plot of the first Terminator, everything else in terms of plot yeah. for James Cameron was, uh, and I love James Cameron, yeah. but was like, eh, except mm-hmm. for maybe Terminator 2, but like Avatar was, eh. Yeah. Aliens like, wasn't even his movie. Like, just, it was another they're movie. They're pushing boundaries Titanic in the cinematic yeah, world. Titanic, the, the storyline for Titanic was, te- you know, yeah. was, but whatever, who yeah. cares? Um, and the same thing with, with Nolan. You know, Batman was already like given to him. Yeah. Insomnia was really good. Memento was really yeah. good. Yeah. that. But then Inception, the, the, like the acting was great, but it was not about that. It was mm-hmm. about the visualization yep. and the theory. Same thing with Tenant. Same thing with Interstellar. This, and then you have Tarantino and Scorsese, who are like it's all, slow burn. They, they still do great cinematography, but it's yeah. all about the characters. Yes, it's all about yep. character development, great, arches, great analogy, dialogue. Yeah. Yep. This brought both of those worlds together in a way that I I hadn't seen before except maybe one of the like the guy uh what's his name who did like um uh, uh no country for old men oh, the, would probably the, be in um, a similar vein um uh, uh the cohen brothers was that like cohen brothers yeah, yeah and um the one i'm thinking of what the daniel day lewis uh oh there will be blood yeah well who directed that paul thomas anderson paul thomas yeah. anderson i think yeah. but again they 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 have great visuals because they do great like wide shot but the cinematography and the creativeness and the shooting of this is on par with a James Cameron. But then the character development, the dialogue, the, the tension. Like, there's tension built up that you don't even realize is being built up for the entire movie. Because, like, it's a Bible. You know what happens. Yeah, yeah. So it's no not spoilers. like, oh, yeah. they're going to get this guy or what? And then, like, especially in the in the middle hour when they're like doing all this, like doing everything at Los Alamos, and it's building and it's building, yeah. and you don't know why you're feeling tense. You don't understand it because yeah, you're yeah. like, oh, I know what happens. They're gonna test the bomb, yeah. and it's gonna. But it's building, it's building, and then when they, like, the ten minutes before they test it is really you're you're like on the edge of your seat. Is it gonna work? Like, yeah, yeah, of course it works. Like, 
but it's it and it's was, all about building up like i'm sure like everything goes into it the shots yeah. the editing the music you know this, this it hits score. this like beautiful climax of like oh wow and then when i say goes like goes down it goes down in terms of like the shit storm that comes what after and that's what leaves the really heavy message yeah. it's like it's like a a nice not a nicer movie but like a more fun not fun i'm trying it's just like a Mature. That's mature. Steve said it was more mature. In the, in the yeah. beginning where it's like, oh, cool. He's getting his team together yeah, yeah. and they're doing the things and they're doing this and that. And then once that happens, it just gets very heavy, very quick. Like, like the, just add, and I think that's a, an analogy for like how the, like how, how, how this steamrolled immediately after that into the cold war mm-hmm. and everything that has happened, even you Russia, Ukraine today, how it just steamrolled into this vastly different world, incredibly fast. And how, when you let the genie out of the bottle, this is what can happen. It's, I, I'm, yeah, I can't wait. To I'm see jealous. It. You're seeing it for the first time. I know that sounds like such a mm. movie dork thing to say, but I'm very jealous. Really. You get to see this for the first time. Uh, there's how, how many t- there's so many movies I wish I could go back and see for the first time you know like I don't know if my The new- Hangover is my number one because yeah. I've never I've never laughed that yeah. hard at a movie before or since I've, I I peed my pants laughing in the movie theater at that movie yeah I might be wrong we'd have to look it up after air but I think like Tropic Thunder and Hangover no they came out a year apart yeah I remember I- seeing both of them in theaters and the I've never heard theaters be as loud as it was with The Hangover Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I mean, it's a perfect, you described it perfectly. I think Nolan has been great with certain characters, you know, like, I don't know if it was more so Heath Ledger's doing and diving into that type of character, you know, that deep and I mean, yeah, but even, honestly, even like the prestige I, yeah. where like Christopher Nolan and they, you know, like I think, I, th- I would say the prestige is, is like a, a better version. Like, yeah, it's, it's like he can only focus on one or the other. Sometimes. Yes. Yeah. It's like prestige memento insomnia which were all excellent mm-hmm. movies but they were character but they were also if you think like insomnia is like small scale it's like in the yeah. woods of alaska yeah. it's like this tight little i'll be area. interesting to see with oppenheimer with um interstellar the, he's literally going through yeah. wormholes yeah, yeah. you know the size of the cast um for oppenheimer like the level of a-list actors like actors who have either been nominated or have won oscars in this film i'm actually mad after seeing this movie and, and knowing how good of an actor he already was just from everything else he's done and um you know thomas shelby and Peter yes Blinder. yeah but i'm like this is like the fourth time you worked with cillian murphy and this is the first time you made him a, like the lead like what have you been waiting on that's like, a Honestly, even in Dunkirk, I, I'm like the the, the well, lead in Dunkirk. I, I couldn't even tell you his name. Yeah. Who the main guy well, was. I wonder if it's, I wonder if it's something where like, um, Peaky Blinders really not opened his eyes. You know, I was having a. It's not on the same level, but like I was having this conversation with my friend yesterday. He's really excited to see the project I worked on when I went out to Omaha because I kept telling him it's something very different. I did. I think on a on a larger and small scale, you get pigeonholed to like, oh, Chris, you're funny, you like comedy, so we're only going to cast you in comedy. So I've made it a point to now like try to break out, right? I think when people do maybe see you in a certain light, maybe Chris Nolan, yeah, like you were great as Scarecrow, you were a great villain. Maybe for the longest time, Killian, I would not expect Killian Murphy 10, 12 years ago 
to be a leading man. Yeah, yeah, he was in 28 Days Later, Sunshine, but I haven't watched Peaky Blinders. I hear he's phenomenal in it. Maybe that, maybe Christopher Nolan was like, this is a movie for A, I've worked with you for so long. Right. This is kind of like, I'm I'm kind of like, uh, kind of not owing you, but yeah, it's essentially like, let's see what you can do here. Right. And I hear he's just... I will say, Dunk, in, in maybe uh, there's a difference, I think, between what I feel is Christopher Nolan's best movies and my favorite movies. Mm-hmm. Obviously, just because of when I grew up and who I am, The Dark Knight is a top five movie for me of all time, just yeah. as a, as a but favorite Dunkirk? movie. I would say Dunkirk is probably his second best film after Oppenheimer because Dunkirk, he came the closest to this, but there was hardly any dialogue. Do you yeah. remember? Do you see? Th- oh, dude, yeah. it's how they tell the same story yeah. on land, sea, and air. Yeah. And like, it's really hard to hear Tom Hardy, but yeah, like you're, it's cutting between the loud planes well, then to the sea. Well, I think that was the, the intentionality the of, of Tom yeah. Hardy, like, not and I'm like I, when I remember see, first seeing that I'm like I never thought of that before I all these movies like these war movies you see a guy in a plane and you're looking like hear him like he's on the phone with you and I'm like that's what it would have sounded exactly, like a yeah. loud Rolls Royce engine <laughs> blasting and you had this little like you're on oxygen it's like yeah yeah that's what it would have sounded like yeah but yeah so but he what he was able to achieve in that movie is very different because he was able to tell like there was good character arcs especially like Cillian is it Cillian Cillian I saw it was Killian Murphy, Killian. but Killian in that movie, like kind of ha- he had a, a, a character arc and, you know, like a thing and he was able to tell it without dialogue. But this movie was, was di- like every, it, it was, it was very dialogue. It was a, yeah. it was a biopic. Everyone's talking constantly about things. Yeah. Did his so, brother write it? Jonathan Nolan? I don't think so. No. All right. I don't think he was involved in this one. I have to check, double check again. But I think you, if you have the slightest interest in this, I think you are doing yourself a disservice if you don't go see this movie. Um, it was it was just absolutely phenomenal, and I, I want to go see it again. But I'm gonna go just to make it a little different. I want to go see it in an IMAX so I can get yeah, like, that's little, what little, it is. A that's little what, different experience. I agree. Um, yeah. This is the Oppenheimer of cigars. This so John Huber's phenomenal. now Christopher Nolan, absolutely phenomenal, smooth, nutty, a little bit of zest, a little bit of sweetness. I haven't wanted to put it down. The, you, you've seen me a lot of times on this podcast when I talk about down. I have to put down. Yeah. I got to relight 20 times. I relit this like once really quickly after I went on a diatribe, but it has remained straight and true the entire time. Great ash consistency. Phenomenal burn. The flavor is outstanding. This is going to be worth every single penny yeah. of, of what people are paying for it. So if you're, if you're seeing the La yeah. and you're skeptical, oh, usually I do a $10 cigar from Crown Heads and you see this, I'm telling you, Get yeah. it. Yeah. It is It is absolutely worth it. So, um, thank you for joining me, Chris. No problem. Thank you, Nick. For <laughs> Thank you, Steve, for whatever he's got going on back there. Um, uh, thank you guys for watching. Make sure to check out our YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook. Make sure to comment, like, and subscribe. And as always, keep it lit. <laughs>